What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Middleton Technologies Maximo. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. Welcome to February, y'all. What's been happening? How y'all doing? Glad to have you back here for another Ride Share Rodeo. Um, really excited about this one. I think I told you guys about it last week. If not, I know I'd mentioned it on a couple of the past ones that uh, soon here I was going to be doing something with Pedro DoorDash uh, Santiago. And, uh, well, I did. And we're going to just jump into that in a second. But first, before I do... And then I'll come back on the other side because um, it's a little bit different how how today was done, but you're going to have to just listen to learn. <laughs> um, but before I do any of that, um, I do want to touch on uh, and thank our sponsors, Middleton Technologies. I want to let you guys know Middleton Tech, you know, during the during the pandemic, many of you that switched over to, uh, you know, DoorDash, especially probably are familiar with the DUH, the driver utility uh, helper, and Flex Alert uh, for Amazon Flex drivers. Um, so both those tools are, you know, I, th- I know a lot of you guys are really familiar with them, but I think a lot of you guys forgot about Maximo. And uh, that was uh, the first Middleton Technologies app. And still to this day holds the best for its field. And so maybe some of you were using it if you were using DUH as well. Um but everybody was on DoorDash. So uh, Maximo covers Uber Eats, um, Grubhub, and then it covers Rideshare, Uber and Lyft. And so, you know, what what is Maximo? Well, Maximo is a utility app that helps manage rideshare and delivery requests using custom filters set by the driver. Maximo has filters that the driver can set for auto-accepting ride delivery requests. Once a ride delivery has been accepted, Maximo helps the driver take the other apps offline. Once the ride is finished, Maximo will then help the driver turn the other apps back on. By using Maximo, the driver is less distracted and driving safer. And then and let's let's let let me bring let me touch on four of the features because I think you know Maximo pre-pandemic was a big you know that that was one of the uh, probably biggest apps that were going on Middleton Tech, and now that the drivers are just returning, you know it's been a couple of years and maybe people forgot about it. Maybe you just um, are just coming back to it. Maybe you're new to rideshare, so you know what. What you know? What what does Maximo do for you? You know, other than the platforms I just spoke of. So Maximo offers a wide range of features. You know, the app the app switching for one, um, uh, driving for multiple platforms never been easier. Maximo's app switching feature allows you to focus 
on your driving and less on touching your phone and switching the app around, you know, or multi-apping. And we all know how this can go. I mean, you know, we all do it. We all have our ways of doing it. But if something can be, <laughs> if something can be doing it for us, much better. Um, the filtering request or the filter request. So Maximo filter allows you to maximize your profits by only accepting the trips um, that you believe are the most profitable with the least amount of work or for your area. You know, you know, your, you know, your market, you know, the kind of rides you're fishing for, you know, your favorite rides. If you've been doing this a little bit, if you haven't, then you still would, you, you can set your filters around and play with it. Um, because, you know, it allows you to set filters, you know, how, you know, where do you, where, where are you looking? How far are you looking to drive? I mean, what are you looking to make? You know, what do you, what, you know, what do you need to do in your market to make it work? Um, one of my favorite features about Maximo is hands-free. Maximo has built-in voice commands, which allow you to keep your eyes on the road while you drive. So that is huge alone too, you guys. I mean, <laughs> we all do this and we all are running dash cams. We all touch our phones while we're driving. Um, you know, hopefully we've all got it down to the point where, you, you know, it's at least like a minimum, but you know, there's just that, those times when you do, you got to grab something and, and it's not hands-free. So, and then the GPS tracking too. So Maximo can track your route for you. So you know exactly where you've been and how many miles you drove and in the time frame you were online. So you can actually start to strategize and say, wait, I'm I'm making good money during these hours, but it's traffic. So I'm losing on the gas and I'm losing on my time. So you then have to recalculate all that. So all this is like in the palm of your hand, man. So, you know, if you haven't, if you've had Maximo and you don't have it anymore and you're coming back to rideshare, get back, get, get it back on you. And, uh, if you haven't ever tried Maximo, okay. Um, you can always go to middletontech.com and click, uh, the apps. You can always go to maximoapp.com directly and you can click on the 14 day, uh, free trial. So all new accounts come with a 14 day free trial. After the 14 days, you just pay $4.99 per month. And uh, if you choose to pay it by the year, it's $49.99. You guys, you make this, you you make the $4.99 per month back or the $49.99 per year if you're able to to take care of that because that's two months free. Always take advantage of things. And, and Middleton is the one, is the original and still the best. And they're still around. So um, they're still doing their thing and they're not going anywhere on anybody. And, uh, so, you know, take, you know, that 499, even let's not use the 4999, but the 499 a month, you're going to make that back in, you know, the first couple uses of your filters. I mean, I, I would, I want to say the first like hour or two, if you, if you get into the app, you understand it, you, you kind of are fam you familiar with how the app flows or, you get acquainted with it quickly. You can probably set your parameters and out of the gate in the first night, you know, first hour or two, you're going to, you're going to get a couple rides that maybe you would have got junk rides instead that will be filtered through and you get the rides you're looking for instead. So by the first, second ride, you've really paid it off in the month. Um, it's just, you know, we've, these apps are great 
because of the lack of transparency going on on all the platforms to drivers. And speaking of that, um, all the, oh, also, all the Middleton technology links can be found in the show notes always. So, again, uh, Middleton Tech, check out the Maximo app, guys. Or check out DUH or FlexAlert, but Maximo, if you're coming back to Rideshare or new to it. But, yeah, um, speaking of transparency, let me jump into this week's piece with Pedro. Come back on the other side. All right. It's uh, 7.08, only eight minutes late. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, um, thank you all for uh, coming in. I can't tell who's here yet, what's not. But I want to uh, first thank uh, Pedro for uh, coming by. I haven't had ever a chance to have Pedro in a conversation, and this is going to be uh, yeah, hopefully fun, pretty man. cool, man. It's going to be fun. So Absolutely. Looking forward to um, it. But Pedro, thank you for coming on. I think that I don't need to give Pedro um, an introduction. Most of you guys all know him. Uh, <laughs> You know, so but if you don't know him, his link is in my comment or in the show notes. So go ahead and take a look. Obviously, but I think that everybody here is pretty familiar with Pedro. Um, but if not, yeah, take a look in the show notes. Obviously, subscribe to his channel. Um hey Dasher Pass, what's up? What's up, Susan? I don't know if you're still what around. up, what up, Faith? How are you? Uh, looks like some people are starting to starting to get here. And uh yeah, oh hey, what's up, Hannibal? Um, what's up, Gary? Um, <laughs> so actually, yeah, it's uh, Gary Middleton's, uh, <laughs> he posted an article that I just shared, um, on my website that's been going for five years. I don't even know if you know, I do that uberliftdrivers.com, but I've heard that I've came heard way. Be- I, I've heard of it. I've only watched your YouTube. I haven't watched anything else. Yeah, that's, I've been doing that for, that'll be five years in March, but oh, wow, the podcast is two years. <laughs> I've been doing exactly since the pandemic started. So. But yeah. it's it's it started from the the website, which is pretty big. But I just yeah. reposted yeah. one of Middleton's posts because he kind of broke down the TOS into some. Here, here's what you guys need to know, since none of you read it. <laughs> well, I made a video. I made a video this morning because I went to go dash and I got the update and it asked me to accept it. And I didn't mm-hmm. read none of it. I accepted it because no. I'm going to go make money. I, I don't think most of us do. I think that's unrealistic. But I think it's important to know what's in there, right? Because I know if it's an update. What does that mean for us? You know, what I mean? you know what I mean. So I have to check out that video if you made one. Yeah. Well, no. It's um. You know, I I think that if we get to it, hopefully we'll get to it here a little bit. Like we can just walk through Gary's points. I can even pull it okay. up on the yeah. screen because okay. he kind of just bullet pointed the changes that were made since the last one that was January of 2020. Mm. That was the last TOS update. Yeah, and a lot's With- changed since then. Right. But he was just he just kind of pointed out what's what's really changed. Like one of the one of the real main things that I saw that I guess we'll get to was that uh, they did state in there that it matters what your acceptance rate is. And that's something that's going to touch on something else we're going to talk about here. So, oh, that that's scary. (laughs) Oh, man, I haven't gotten to that point. You just dropped a bombshell on me. man. Right. I mean, they're not supposed to be doing that. So I'm not really sure um, what's up with that. But so, okay, I know everybody knows, but um I actually don't know this, so I want to know. So, uh, but before you were in the gig world or the app-based on-demand gig platform world, I know you're in St. Louis, but you did, what were you doing before that? And then when did you come on? Was it DoorDash first? And then are you working other apps now? Yeah. So I started part-time January, 2020. I managed uh, the restaurants in the local casino, River City Casino here in St. Louis. And I was a rideshare customer, passenger, for about a year, year and a half. And I had something I wanted to pay for in a short amount of time and didn't want to mess with any other kind of money. I said, you know what? 
I got a new enough car to do ride share. I can just do it on the weekends, do it at night, when I, you know, and I became addicted. So I started as an Uber rideshare guy and I started doing that. And then I got DoorDash as like a part-time deal. And then in January of, so it's been exactly a year, pretty much a little over a year. I've been doing full-time gig work with DoorDash, Uber Eats, uh, Uber rideshare a little bit. I sprinkle that in. It's been a while, but I've done that this year. And then I tried Instacart, didn't love it within my market. So I'm DoorDash and Uber Eats mostly right now. So so that's kind of, okay, so this kind of touches on something with me that um, that will still resonate with you is that to me, you're kind of like, uh, I'm trying to think of anybody in the food delivery space on YouTube who has more subscribers, ap- active subscribers too, because I, I do want to point that out. There's a big difference between accounts that have subscribers and active subscribers. You're, you're absolutely right. It's a good point, Steve. There is a big <laughs> difference, yeah. But you're, in my mind, you're kind of the... I, I don't know if there's somebody who has more subscribers, more active users than you. You're kind of like the the Harry who you and I both know well. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, you're kind of like the rideshare guy of food. I, I can't think of anybody who has more than you. I don't know. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I'm subbed and watched watch a lot of people. I think. Um, I mean, there's so much. There's so many content creators now within this space just in the last year, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very new to this game but the youtube game but like there's a lot yeah but i think the active subscribers is a big thing and that's something i'm really proud of because i think that you can you can look at a number and numbers are important if they're actual people behind them right Mm -hmm. so you can you can have a million subscribers right but if you put a video out and it gets ten thousand views that's not that's not that's i would consider that not a great video right if you're looking at ratios so mm-hmm. I think that that's a good it's a good point. I don't know. I don't you know who I compare myself to within this world. I think we're all different, and I think that's good because it allows right. viewer it allows viewers to find different kinds of content, different perspectives based on market or whatever. So I think it's good that we all have like some differences and backgrounds and the kind of content that we put out. So, oh, I absolutely do too. I just you know it's 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 really been apparent to me who has active users and who doesn't. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I can. I'm not going to use anybody's name, obviously, but I, I can just say a handful of accounts have 5,000 subscribers. Let's say, you know, I have nowhere near that because I've been doing the audio podcast and focused on that. That's what I do. I'm just coming right. over to this world, so my subscribers are pretty low right now. Really, you know, it's like around 300 yeah. or something. But yeah. my videos get, you know, sometimes more views than my subscriber count. So. And then I look at some people with 5,000 subscribers <laughs> and they're getting the same amount of views I am. Yeah. It's and weird. My, and, yeah. My, and my videos are long. My videos can be an hour, hour and a half and people are watching 60, 70, 100% of them. And I just never get that. I never get, how are you actively putting up videos? You have 5,000 subs. I don't you, know. I mean, I, I know yeah, there was the way back yeah, in the day know. of buying things and, you know, buying yeah. subscribers and all that, but I don't think that was it. I think that in the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people came on and subbed and this and that. And then they went off and did back either back to gig work and didn't need YouTube anymore. Or they just said, I'm going to go get a W2 or whatever they did. And then just kind of left it. Yes. No, I think, you just, I think you brought up a good point. Cause you got somebody like Bentley Coop, which got into the gig economy video making early on. He's got over a hundred thousand subs, but, and this isn't a dig at him, but if him and I went live right now, I'll have more people in my life than him, but yeah, he has a hundred. You see what I'm saying? The only, reason, at, yeah. the only reason that is, is because I'm more active. He doesn't make as many videos. So I do a video and a, every day and a live every week on Sunday. People mm-hmm. know that. 
So it's it's kind of like they know that. So they're going to be ready to watch. And it's, it's not that that's better or worse. It's just different. And I think the algorithm knows that. It knows that I'm going to have a video every day at this time. It knows I'm going to go live. So And people know that. So they're in there and they're going to give a thumbs up or a dislike or a comment. And I think that that's why I have active users. That, that That's my guess. That's the best I can come up with. But yeah, um, no, and I think a lot of a lot sense. of people that are subscribed to even like a Harry's channel, he's over 100K. Right. But like he's been in the game so long. Right. Right. And his videos are he does so many different types of videos with all the apps. Right. So he might have a video that comes out that has four million views, like the trucker video. Right. Which went viral pretty much. But he, ha- he might have another video that doesn't get that. I just think a lot of people hit the red sub. But if you don't actively watch that channel, your sub to it won't recommend it as often either. I've right. noticed it'll, that. it'll notice so. that it's showing you subs that you don't watch. Mm-hmm. I've even noticed that, you know, I play around with, you know, I played around with a small number of subs in the beginning and same thing with my audio podcast. It drops every Tuesday morning at the same time here in Denver. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's really helped me. I mean, that's been, that was one of the first pieces of advice I was given in the podcast world was make sure you're, if you're a weekly, if you're bi-weekly, if you're monthly, whatever it is, yeah. drop it at the same time on that date or whatever and keep that going. Don't miss one. Don't miss two. Yeah. But you know, it's, yeah. Um, and the, pod, the podcast game that you're in, I can't even imagine. That's got to be, that's a whole nother beast right there. <laughs> well, and you know, I'm gonna, I've, I've been pretty open lately about my numbers because I'm actually really impressed with myself. And I was even talking to Harry about this. He's like, he's like, man, you're crawling like up on my podcast numbers. And I, <laughs> and I had to, I actually was talking to Gary Middleton and he looked it up for me like while we were on the yeah. phone. He's like, he's like, no, that's you're cool. not, a, you're not in Harry's field. He's like, but you are closer. <laughs> I mean, because I was doing like eleven to fourteen hundred downloads a week, mm-hmm. you know. And for an audio podcast, the people on YouTube need to realize that's a lot. When you mm-hmm. see like, if you're seeing like seven thousand views of a f- eleven minute video on YouTube compared to my hour, hour and a half audio podcast, right? right that's right. a lot different because people have to download the whole. They're you're usually listening to the whole thing mm-hmm. if they're mm-hmm. downloading audio podcasts. They've usually got it set up as an automatic download. They listen to it. They count on it being there. But now mm-hmm. I'm up to like 18 to um, 2,000. And that's the first time I've ever done like something positive during the uh, winter break. Usually it's nice. pretty slow, man. I don't know. But I yeah. was working on the YouTube stuff and I was putting out some extra stuff. And it just kind of got some things going. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. I think it's and I think it's important to re- like like feel good about say, little wins and successes. You know what I mean? Like we all have yeah. our goals and benchmarks. And when you when you put yourself out there. You make a podcast, you make a video. We want people to watch. We want people to engage, right? Everybody does, right? Mm-hmm. So when we when we see that we're having some success, I think it's important to kind of recognize that. I think there's, I think that's a good thing, man. So yeah, I think that's part of you know part of why I was when I was watching your live last night. Um, part of watching your live was a, uh, it was interesting to me because I'm wondering, you know, because you're active every Sunday night with these people, and I think I've even seen you live other than Sunday night, I think sometimes you might just go live here and there. Yeah. It's, it's very random. I did a one on uh, maybe almost two weeks ago on a Wednesday because I wasn't working and stuff, but uh, Sundays has been pretty concrete for a few months now, but yeah. But I think because you're active there every Sunday, I think it's, I think that those people are definitely more active to come watch your other videos. Yeah, I think I, think I so guess too. what I'm saying is I think if you didn't have your Sunday regular live stream, I wonder what your view counts on your view. Not that they'd be bad, but I don't think they'd be quite as high in the algorithm. 
I think you're right. Absolutely. I think, I think you get pumped yeah. up there because a live podcast or a live stream <laughs> on YouTube that gets a lot of viewers mm-hmm. is obviously going to say this channel is definitely worthwhile. It's going to a lot of views yes. during their live and they'll, then they'll push you up the ladder. So it's, yeah, I think it's weird right. how all that works, but, um, <clears throat> so never, never the other ones, never Postmates when it was around, never Grubhub or did you? Oh, you know what? I did do Postmates. Uh, I signed, I did do Postmates. I didn't like it. I did it. Um, as I was also had DoorDash and Uber and I turn them on and, I tried it. I think there was like a hundred dollar, not a hundred dollar, a hundred trip promo for like an additional two or three hundred bucks or something. But the Postmates, like the, the the offers were so low, and the customers might tip you after. Like I found that I was like, I'm not doing this again. I uninstalled. I didn't like it. I didn't like even how it it would route you and stuff. I, did, I just didn't enjoy it. Um, mm. But uh, Grubhub, I signed up. They denied me. Because of some old ticket I had that's been taken care of. It was like eight years old or something. And I didn't even try to even come like combat that or give them proof that I, you know, don't have that ticket out there anymore, like a traffic ticket. And um, for me in my market, I can do well with Uber and DoorDash. So I kind of have the philosophy. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people that have a lot of apps, like I get a lot of respect for that. But for me, that's just too much to juggle. Plus I got the videos I do every day. Like I need to have the two. It works for me. I'm able to meet my goals. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, it works for me right now. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I mean, why, why would you, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, why have, if why you're, have if you're rocking, yeah. if you're rocking and rolling and earning, why would you, you know, if somebody's like, Hey, you should try Why would you disrupt your pattern? You know, don't, and it's yeah, not, even I, don't, if it ain't yeah. broke, don't fix it. Just don't throw a wrench <laughs> in your system when it's going good. Cause Every, we all know that that rug could be tugged out from under you at any point. I mean, you're a perfect example. You got deactivated. I've been, I've had to deal with my share of stuff. You know, yeah. I've talked to Harry before and 29,000 rides didn't come with no sir, with no calling customer service. So it, yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. You know, I've, had, got... I've had, I've had, I can't, I can't even tell you the times I've spent the amount of time when I think about it because I don't know, but I've, I mean, like it's ridiculous how much I've spent on with Uber and Lyft support. It's crazy. I, I mean, I, I think I've called Uber support with Rideshare. You know what? I've called them with Uber Eats, but with Rideshare, I think I did. I had a couple things like where the pay wasn't right, but like Uber Uber support to me is even worse than DoorDash. Like, and I've never had to. I, I hear I don't hear great things about Lyft, but I, I've never used it as a customer or a driver, so I don't know a lot about that. But <laughs> so do you, Hannibal. Well, that's I think that's a hat trick here. I think we all hate Instacart. We both have a hatred. Of it. <laughs> you know, because I mean, well, he Hannibal was telling he was telling me that he you know he was telling me before that he told you about it, got you to get into it, and then you were yes, you were yes, kind of like yes. me, man. I did like one or yes. two. I did an Instacart ship challenge and <coughs> ship, and I did it for two weeks because all my listeners were like, "You've done Rideshare, you've done Curry, done all these other platforms off to the side, but and you've done." food delivery but you've never done groceries i'm like i don't like the grocery shops not my thing see you know, hannibal, i don't even like for hannibal, me <laughs> hannibal got me on it and and i did it the main reason i did it is because he he kind of asked me and i was like that's uh, hannibal's my dude like i consider right. him a friend mm-hmm. um and i was like i'm a, and then he's like you can make a video i was like all right it could make for good content right like so i did it like for content you know the video got pretty decent amount of views I, you know, it was fun. I was making fun of myself because, like, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, that makes for a fun video when people can laugh at your expense, right? And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, you know, I, I can't, you know, I, then I tried it. 
another day and then like a third day. And I was like, nah, this ain't for me, man. Like I just, nah, I'm good. And I actually, Steve, I enjoy shopping. I actually right. like going like for myself. I went to the grocery right. store yeah, yesterday. Yeah. I like to do it. So I didn't want to mix something I actually enjoy doing with trying to make money doing it. I was like, nah, I'm good. You know, I think that for me, I got wrecked because, you know, I have a 15 year old that's, that lives with me five days a week. Um, and I've been divorced since he was like two. I'm, I'm actually, yeah. I don't know if you know, I'm engaged to be, there's my fiance right there. Congratulations. I was actually going to, I was actually going <laughs> to congratulate you. I heard, I heard you talk about that on a, a podcast you did maybe a, f- a couple weeks back, maybe a month or so. Did you guys get engaged uh, New Year's Eve, right? New Year's Eve, yeah. Yeah, man. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Been, I mean, we've been together for a while. <laughs> we've, we've known each other over 20 years. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And she's got kids. I got my kid. But, you know, my 15 year old has always been kind of a, nuisance to my shopping because when he was growing up i hated taking him so i would just any time he was at school or whatever so i just over the years learned to rush shop now even if i'm mm. not in a rush now i'm just in this bad headset of like <coughs> yeah and then when yeah, the yeah, pandemic yeah. hit i was like a mask too now i gotta wear a mask yeah. and go in yeah. there and rush i hear shop, i so. hear you man i hear you i i you enjoy know. shopping i think it's i think part of it for me is nostalgic because as a kid we didn't have a lot. So we go to the grocery store and like, that was a fun thing. And when I was growing up, you know, they'd have like the little sample ladies or guys, they give you a sample of something that you, you know, a new product. And you, I basically would have lunch as a kid for free at the grocery store. And it was always fun. And uh, now I, I kind of pick, I take my time. You mentioned you kind of do it in a fast way. Like I like to go through the aisles, see what's new. Like I, I enjoy it. It's just a little thing for me and it might take me an hour or whatever total yeah from when i leave to when i come back but that's kind of like my little personal time for me you know mm-hmm. um i don't have the phone on i'm not really doing much i'm just like shopping and relaxing if i know that sounds strange but i enjoy it so. i think i think maybe once he goes to college or whatever he decides to do um i know i um i know you're i know your little girls nowhere near <coughs> there yet so you got years no. and years and years to go but i'm well, just saying I, my, I my kids a, my kids, kids a sophomore so. he's got two more years you know, See, maybe then I'll learn to like find a cool store and I don't have to shop for him and me. Cause that's another thing. A teenager just eats everything. Well, they do. So I have but to I have keep, a daughter like, that's 20. So I have oh, a 20 year old. So she's in, yeah, she's a sophomore in college. And okay. then I have a seven month old. So like I'm on like, I started. Right. Over. So I'm you've already been, right. You've already been through what I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm at the tail end of it. And you know how <laughs> teenagers are, man. They just eat everything. Yeah, and just put yeah. stuff in the fridge. So I mean, with him, I buy cheap stuff. I hate to say that. I always fed him good when he was younger, but now I'm just like, dude, it, you well, just it's need so to keep it quantity over quality with the kids. Oh. I mean, <laughs> keep eating. It's so, man, so it's so expensive to. I mean, gallons of milk or five bucks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so expensive to feed, especially you got a grown boy. Like, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, yeah. And right now, too, he he is uh, in his room because he uh, might have COVID, but we don't think so. <laughs> Oh, he was in a, he was in a sleepover this weekend, and one of his buddies uh, tested the next morning for COVID. Yeah, um, and so the mom of the place where he was sleeping over texted the three of us who had friends, parents who were over there, and they're like, "Oh, Hudson tested for COVID." And I'm like, "Oh, God. oh man!" So did a couple That's home crazy. tests, and I've been around him, and I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> but yeah. uh, I know yeah. you just had it too. I've had it twice. I just so, had man, it, man. I'm, it's it's just becoming part of life now. Whatever. You know, I think I I, I heard uh, I heard some people say like their idea of it was like it could possibly be like uh, the flu. Like you know, we get flu shots. You have flu season, 
We could have COVID. It could be a co- ten years from now. It could be COVID season. Get your booster, right? And yeah, but I, I at could, this I rate, could, it's going to be like you know. three boosters a year. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, <laughs> maybe funny. you get a booster every month. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So uh, one thing I really wanted to talk about today, um, and I'm glad that Hannibal made the video that he did yesterday. But I want to get into it from a couple different angles because you said something in the live chat last night, and I I wrote a little <laughs> thing down on like a. You know, I worked in the bars forever, so it was like a scrap paper. Yeah. But I think of it like a bev nap. I was like a pen with like a yeah, bev nap, yeah, like, like just yeah. scribbling something down because I wanted to hit you on um, DoorDash's transparency, mm-hmm. where they've been, what this is going on in New York, and mm-hmm. and I heard you say you kind of moved through it because I knew you didn't want to dive in too hard. But I see your employee kind of was what you were yeah. was what the mountain was a little bit about. Um, yeah. But you didn't tap in too far. So I guess I also, I, I mean, I want to know, like, what's, what is your position on that? I know we all are getting a little bit confused with this now. So even if you were a strong, because I'm I'm a diehard IC, but I work IC gigs outside of the platform world. So work for a laser production company. I do some computer stuff. So I've been in the, I've been a true independent contractor before the game for years. existed. Yeah. Right. So, right. I mean, I, right. I actually understand it. I know what it's fully about. And uh, this is like if I go do a tour with a band or whatever I might be doing. We know we have Carnival Cruise Lines, <laughs> Disney, Toyota. Those are all clients of ours. So mm. if I'm on, if I go to do something on a cruise line or if I go on the road for five or six weeks and then I come back and I have seven weeks off, that's why the gig economy platforms work awesome for me, man. <laughs> I, I bet you can kind of, yeah, when you have that time off from making your, your true gig, gig or your true independent contractor money, you got a little side hustle, which is fan- which I think DoorDash and these apps are fantastic for. Well, and I even turned it into full, like I almost turned it into, I turned, I've always turned it into my full-time work and I, I treat it like I got to make them same money, like as if I didn't make <coughs> the money I just had. Yeah. Like now you still got to, okay, pretend like you have nothing. You still got to earn everything for this month. Let's do it. That's yep. always how yep. I've done it. You know, I don't treat it Absolutely. like, yeah, you can just kind of slack and work 10 hours while you're back home and because yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you've ever worked in production at all, but production days are long. It's like salaried jobs, but you're you know you never know. It could you could have an eight hour <coughs> day, you could have a two hour day, but you could have four fifteen hour days back to back. I've never worked in production or anything like. This is the first independent contractor work I've done. Right, like I, I think it's a slippery slope compared to what you've done in your years. But I've worked, you know, I've worked, I come from service industry, restaurant, I've managed bars and restaurants. So that I'm a little bit familiar with like a day, can, one week you work 35 hours and one week I'm working 70. You know what I mean? Like it, but I, I was always paid salary. So my money was always the same, whether I worked 35 or 70, which is good and bad, but mm-hmm. I never worked, I never worked uh, production kind of stuff before. Right. But I mean, like salary, did you ever have a salary job? Oh, yeah. That's when I was managing the restaurants, okay. I was always on salary. Right. So yeah. I've, I worked in a lot of restaurants too. And so you know what that means. Like you and I yep. know what that means. So that I kind of always blend that in when I'm talking about and I see an employee. I like it when the person I'm talking with has had a salary job because you know those are the jobs that very quickly you want to quit. They sound great when you're getting mm. hired on because it's like, okay, I'm going to make this much a year. Wait, I'm getting <laughs> health benefits. You're going to give me this. You're going to give me that. It's like all these things. It's almost like a... a what yeah. do you call it when you're, you know, out of country and they're oh, they're like time, like a timeshare. 
Yeah. I feel like they're like you're they're like giving you that timeshare like euphoric high while they're pitching you to, like you know you're bartending. Yeah. They're like, you want to be a manager? <laughs> All of a sudden you yeah. do this and you're like, I just oh. want to go back to bartending, dude. I don't yeah, want to wanna... be like well, you know, it's funny because like I would have I I, I worked tables and I, I bartended for a little bit, but then I got right into management because if you're a good bartender or server, they'll want to say, Hey, you want to be in the management, you want to be a crew leader, and they'll suck you in. Mm-hmm. Right. They'll suck you in with, oh, you can have this and this. And before you know it, I, I, I'm when I first started managing, my bartenders are making more than me. Yeah. And I'm their manager. You know how that mm-hmm. goes. Yeah. So it took me a while to get to a point where I was making a decent salary. But like, you know, it took me 10 years basically of working six, you know, 50 to 60 hours a week. I mean, you're running your body ragged. You're running right. your mind ragged because you're dealing with staff plus the the the, the public. You're dealing with numbers and you got to hit your food costs and your labor. Like restaurant business will chew you up and spit you out. Yes. Yeah, it will. And, you know, that's the thing. When I came from bartending, they were the first part of the pitch was, you know, and I've known these guys for years. I had been working for them and they said, you'll be able to make your own schedule. You know, for you'll be able to pick two of your four shifts or your five shifts during during baseball season. Yeah, You know, we were right across the street from the Rockies uh, home plate entrance. So it's like, you know, that's 82 wow, games yeah. a year. So that's yep. at home. So it's, I was like, yeah. okay. But then I didn't realize, wait a minute, you, you make the manager schedule first. Yeah. <laughs> so I yep. don't get to pick it first. Cause like, if you schedule me Friday, I can't pick Friday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, no, I, <laughs> it's, and it's just a lot of stuff like this. So again, I'm just relating it to how we always, yeah. a lot of us always complain about these apps. It's kind of the same thing with salary. It's the same thing with any job. You're always going to want to make more money. You know, if it's not, if it's not the app, if it's not the apps, you're going to have a boss you hate or one you dislike or one who just grinds you in that wrong way. You know, just, I don't know. There's never, I should never say never, but it's very rarely a perfect job. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't even, even then I don't know that it lasts, man. I mean, there's just, if you think like, you know, and I'm not saying stay in the gig economy, but I'm saying there, people (laughs) overlook that sometimes that remembering what it's like to go back just to W2, but then you get up into salary and some of those other metrics and it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't, I forgot how bad it was to have somebody telling me what to do. Go get Mm. that. Like Mm. that's, that's a real, like, you know, and you yeah. know from the bar industry, it's not thanks, it's not please. Oh no, it's, hey, no, no, go get that now. There's a lot of yelling <laughs> and even shoving and stuff. I like, mean, I, I, you know, it's... I was that I was <laughs> that manager sometimes. You know, because I worked, I managed places in the casino that were super busy. Crab leg night, I managed a buffet where we're doing eighty grand in a Saturday night. That's a that's a bit that's a lot of money, right? So mm-hmm. and you've got sixty employees. Like you have to be quick. And there's no please and thank you sometimes, you know, like you're going to get that at the end of the shift. But like sometimes, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to fill that mashed potato pan. Hey, I need to take the trash out. I need your bus table 32. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, good job with that table. You got a compliment. It's it's fast. You can't, you know, and but you're getting pushed around sometimes. Right. And right. and it's it, you know, the gig apps don't necessarily do that. We don't have somebody in our car telling us you have to take that order. What happened? Why were you two minutes late? Why didn't you put that BevNap down when you put that beer down, right? Nobody's telling us that. Right, right. But you could get one star and a complaint from a person <laughs> that didn't want to spend $7 to go downtown in the rideshare. You're yeah. the best driver they've ever had. And just to not spend the $7, they're going to get you deactivated. 
Yeah. So at the same time, yeah. you can lose your gig app for absolutely no reason <laughs> mm-hmm. at all, other than some person doesn't want they don't want to spend the ten dollars they spent to go downtown. Yeah. And they sucks. don't care they don't yeah. care about your livelihood. They don't care about you. Yeah. Maybe they were even friendly it. with you. So yeah, especially you if you're doing it if you're a nighttime rideshare driver and you're picking up people from bars, oh man, you you're gonna get either in my experience, because I did a lot of that, I did late night, you're gonna get a lot of like really happy people. Or like people that are just like so mad and they're drunk and they're going to rate you one star. They're going to not tip you. Like, that's very true. You know, I always with the uh, so one of my tricks was with the bar crowd since I was in. I knew I actually knew a lot of them, too. Like, but those people that would be out there when I was doing this, the late night part, too. And if they came in and they're like, you know, and if I if I knew anybody around them, even as they were getting in the car, I'd always be like, hey, you know. For some reason, I'm not none of my tips. Everything's been screwing up with the app. And if you know, if there's any way that I could subtly say, and I hate to say this because I stopped working nights. I started in 2014, but I stopped working nights in 2016 ish, 17 mm-hmm. maybe. But I did have a couple, a handful of times where I said, "Hey, you know, if you want to turn the app off and pay me cash, because I know these people are cash people. They hang out in Lodo. They spend at the bar. Mm-hmm. They probably aren't anymore. You know, yeah. by the times the bar, you know, in another year it'll be like crypto or something." NFT yep. world or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was oh, still cash, and, and they all seem to be willing. <coughs> and I know, you know, it's not encouraged. I'm not encouraging it. However, I have. That's done the it reality. Myself. I mean, that's that's the reality, though. I've I've picked people up, and I've probably done this a dozen times. You pick somebody up from a bar, a club, a baseball game. Hey, we and we drive by a White Castle. We have White Castle, McDonald's. Hey, we go through the drive-through. I'll give you extra tip. I've done it. I picked up. Three or four like really attractive yeah. young women. Oh, we want to go to White Castle. I'm not saying no. And then I get an extra ten dollar tip plus I get to talk to some cute girls for twenty minutes. That's a win win for me. I mean, right. I've done right. that plenty plenty of times. Yeah, I mean, I've had that happen. Usually, it's a uh, you know, I've, I mean, we get tons of pretty girls in the cars out here, but there's a usually yeah. be a guy wanting to go through McDonald's or something. I'm like, no, dude. And I could tell he wasn't tip, <laughs> and he's like just hiccup. Yeah. I'm like, I can yeah. let you off at McDonald's or. They'd want to yeah. buy me a burger. There'd be 15 cars. It's 2.30 a.m. I'm like, I'm not yeah. going through there, dude. I'll just leave you here. But, yeah, but um, that's what's cool is it's all situational. We can make that decision to say yes or no based on our gut instinct or, you know, how we're feeling, which is nice, you know? Right, but that's a weird situation with rideshare because you got to look back at the passenger and go, there's two ways you need to gauge this. I've been in the bar industry mm. for over 20 years, and you have to gauge, are they not, are they not drunk enough where they won't give you a one-star <laughs> and get mm. mad and go inside and actually do this right now? Or yeah. are they drunk enough to forget about this and just go pass out once yeah. they get home? How close mm-hmm. are we? How a- angry is he? So now you've got like this whole thing weighing on you because you know, if they're, if they wake up from it, you know, or if they're like, yeah, if, I don't know. You know I don't yeah. know. You got to always, you know, you're in a new situation, but I want to jump back to the, um, to the transparency part. So, <coughs> Um, yeah. the DoorDash transparency, I'm sure it bothers you. It bothers all of us. How could it not? They yeah. have, um, they specifically, they wrote their code to work and then they wrote code to make sure that it wasn't transparent. They've played with that code ever since. Um, now with what Hannibal said about Uber Eats and I, and I, I mean, I think he was saying tips, transparency, but also distance, <coughs> um, yeah. Uh, amount of the or like the the whole shebang was going to be viewable i don't know yeah um yeah. in new york and i think it started today right it did that's what i heard yeah so 
is that is that going to work? Because I. DoorDash tried the employee model. I think they've I think they I think they've already abandoned it in New York. I know they were trying it in Hannibal's in New York. I, and that was only like a month ago that they started right. or two months. But yeah. that's but you and I know that's pretty common. A lot of times yeah. something only does last a month or two. Yep. I mean, they try something for a month or two and it's Uber's <laughs> Uber's notorious for this. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, that didn't work. Let's get rid of it. Um, yep. But is this going to work? Because I've always thought that not only would it work, that it would actually improve the model. It will make it harder to grab orders. It will make it mm. tougher because you'll be fighting for them because they're all going to be up front in your face. But yeah. will it? But will it make it better? Because you know, like with rideshare, like you know, I mean, they have that punishment rideshare with Uber now. So, like, if they mm-hmm. say you didn't take two rides in a row, <coughs> now you have to take flat five blind rides. Mm-hmm. And I don't, not only do you not get the 30% of the information that doesn't help you establish whether or not you want that ride, you're getting 0% for the next five. Yeah. Let's call it. And so then you got to just do five blind ones. Like I've always said that if the rideshare companies just showed at like as, at least as much as they could, where it's going, whatnot, there's always somebody willing to go where like, I might go, I'm not going there, but there's always a driver in the area who is like, sweet. I live there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. why send me when he might want to go there? Not because he's going home. Maybe he wants to stop. Maybe he'll make a stop home. Maybe he won't. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll call it a night. I don't know. But like for him, that's an awesome ride. For me, for, for me, let's say it's a crap ride. Let's say it's not based on money. Let's just say it's based on, oh, man, I don't want to go out to Aurora, you know? Yep. Like here in Denver. And like, and somebody's like, man, I live just south of Aurora, you know? Like, Okay, well, um, yep, yep. you should have that ride, not me. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I think that, um, <clears throat> so full tip transparency, it's something we should have, right? That's a no brainer. I don't, I think there's, you know, 1% of people that might say, oh, no, I don't care. It doesn't, you know, yeah, I, you know, I don't like it. Um, I've gotten over it only because I've been able to find out how to find them. And it's kind of, it's like a game and it's stupid. But at the end of the day, like, Hey, I'm going to play your game because I'm going to make my money and figure it out because I have to because I'm not expecting anything to change now. Now, if I wake up tomorrow and I have full tip transparency, would I see that it's a positive in my market? Absolutely, because then it's like I I know 100 percent. Right. Because nothing's nothing I do now is 100, but that would be 100. But at the end of the day, I think that. I think we're on us. I, I think there's a lot of good things about how the app works right now and how we're able to log in, log off, pretty much have a lot of control. There's a lot of frustrations, but we have a lot of control as drivers, whether it's rideshare or food delivery, than we think, I think we do. But I think we're teetering on with the talks of strikes, which I'm completely against in the gig economy. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, and now we've got legislation, whether it's local, state, or federal, you know, trying to make sure the apps are held accountable, which I think is a good thing. Accountability is great. It's a good word to use. But at the end of the day, I don't know if I trust a local state or federal government to team up with DoorDash. You have these it's like dumb and dumber trying to help me make money. And I feel like I, I feel like I don't and I don't want to be an employee. I don't want my acceptance rate to matter. I don't want support calling me. What happened with that order? The customer just complained. I, I don't want that. I want to be able to turn the app on, make my money, figure out how to do it in my market, and then turn it off. And mm-hmm. and for me, 
for me, the more that we have regulation, the less I'm able to do that. That's just my opinion right now. I, I could think right. differently in a few months based on how things happen in New York or continue to go in Cali or if something happens in Missouri, which, you know, we're in the middle of the, the country. So it'd take forever for something to happen here. But as far as the coast go, I, I'll, I'll have my ears out there and see how it goes. But at the end of the day, like I want to be more independent. That's part right. of why I'm doing this. So I feel mm-hmm. like the people that want the minimum guarantee and they want this and they want this, they want that, they want, I get it. But at the end of the day, that's like an employee. Like you want to do this as a job. I do this as a side hustle. And for me, that's, I don't want that to be messed with that. You know, that's how I feel about it. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you said California, I actually deal with a lot of, and a lot of those people with AB five and prop 22 and yeah. that, you know, prop 22, right. I mean, California is still under, under AB five. And I actually talked yeah. to true independent contractors outside of the gig realm who have been destroyed by this. I mean, just destroyed. And, uh, um, and it's still there. Prop 22 passed. It, it cost, it cost Instacart, Grubhub, DoorDash, or not Grubhub, Instacart, DoorDash, Lyft, and Uber, $218 million to fight AB5 in California. It costs the government of California about around $150 million. So you do the math, we're at $368. We're at $368 million to get a law passed that was supposed to only hit the gig economy. Instead, the unions decided to blanket it and go after everybody who's an independent in California. Right. And then they started these carve-outs and had to go to a different legislation, AB 2257. But then the Prop 22 thing got, a, it was basically like buying a carve-out for the gig economy. Mm, mm. But so that $368 million was just completely wasted on things that could have so far gone. And now Prop 22 is <clears throat> going back to court because it, 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 uh, it was in conflict with the California Constitution, which drives me nuts. Because I wonder how all these lawyers didn't notice it till two days after it was decided on and voted on. So they let it be a proposition on the November ballot in California. Mm-hmm. It was overvoted by three million votes. So people overwhelmingly by three million votes decided um, yes on 22. Mm-hmm. And then they said, wait, this goes against the California Constitution. How did you not know that before you before the vote? How did these 600 lawyers not? None of them. I saw mean, that, sound, that sounds like a setup to me. Right. Yeah, but like, how did the DoorDash and Uber and Lyft and Instacart lawyers not see it? They're the ones being paid to find that. Of course, the state right. of California doesn't want you to see it. Right, right, right. I just find it hard to believe that the because I'm imagining those are those four companies I just listed are some of the highest paid attorneys in the world mm-hmm. that work for Uber, Lyft, Instacart, and DoorDash. Yeah. So how are they not finding? that they were in violation of the California constitution. But now we have this whole thing going on in Massachusetts too, other States too. Um, you know, it's been fighting down in Jersey for a bit. And I know Kim Cavan, who's actually put a stop to that a couple of times, but we have a uh, house bill one, two, three, four, that's going to try and do the exact same thing with the ABC test. And Lyft is now the leader. They've already thrown in $17 million towards this. And 5 million has come from Uber, Instacart and DoorDash. So we're at 22 million, but Lyft's the leader on that one so far. And I'm, I, every time I see Lyft throwing money out, I'm like, where is your money they, coming from? Where is it? Well, I, well, I think it, it's all, it's all funny money, man. It's all these shared. I mean, it's, but I, it's I'm not, not what, but it's yeah, not when yeah. they give to these causes because that mm-hmm. has to be 
money that is given to these causes. That's how they support. Mm. That's how they fund them. And mm. you have to show the SEC that you're doing legal transactions to fund these. It's crazy, man. I, there's so, so I mean, much money. I, I, just I mean, and then it's going to be the next state, the next state, the next state, and they won't all be California. But let's call them two hundred thousand each. There's like eighteen states on the pallet plus the Pro Act, all trying to do this. That's you know, call it two hundred fifty million per state. That's a. I mean, that is so much wasted money. Yeah. When we're talking about avoiding regulations and whatnot, and that brings me back to you already answered. Now, if you want to be an in, an IC or an employee, you want to be IC. So do I. And yeah. it's not a lot of times people just say I want to be IC because flex time. Well, flex time. There are some ways maybe it could be available, but it won't in the in the natural way people think it will. Because I I I challenge anybody in this chat right now to tell me one job in the world that lets you come and go as you please and make an hourly wage. Mm. And if you don't, if after a half hour, you don't feel like working that day, you can just leave. You can come in anytime you want. There isn't, I, I don't, I don't know. There isn't, there isn't, there is no job. You can just go do that. I mean, there might be a yeah. salary job where they want, you know, the, your name or something like a Joe Rogan so bad that they don't care if you work one hour. It's sure. more than that, name. But those 10, are extreme. But, those are extreme yeah, those are, cases. I mean, those are extreme cases. I think the, the average fr- person, I, it's not, <clears throat> No, everybody throws the word freedom and flexibility, but I think there's a lot of truth to that. Now, do when you turn the apps on, you have to work. Yeah, okay. But it's all dependent. What we have to understand is 90% of the people that do these gig apps, rideshare or food delivery, are part-time. Okay, they work less than 12 to 15 hours a week. That's part-time. So they're doing it two, three days a week for three or four hours. Okay, 10% do it full-time, right? And I think we have to understand that the freedom, like, like for me, I worked today, I worked five hours, right? Made 116 bucks, not a lot of money, but I made what I wanted to make five hours. I came home, had the kid, uh, I, I uploaded a video, didn't load that quick. I was like, yeah, I was going to go back out. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't definitely need to. Plus I just can't. Girlfriend's going to go to the gym. I'm going to take the baby, give her a bath, you know, fatherly duties. Right. But at the end of the day, I didn't make what I wanted earlier. I could go back out tonight if I needed or wanted to. But as a W-2 job, usually you can't like clock out and then come back, walk back in and say, hey, I need to make another 40 bucks. Can I clock in? No, that's, most places are going to say no. So we, the freedom and flexibility is a real thing in the gig yeah, apps. Even if you're a, a writer or a contributor to some kind of whatever, I know you've done that, right? Mm-hmm. You have, you know, you have, you might have a deadline to do, you give you a, hey, I gave you five days to write. Can you write this post for me? You know what? You can wait till the fourth or fifth day. That to me is freedom and flexibility because you could do it the first day, be done, got got paid, and then do whatever you want for the rest of the week. Most people can't do that. That's why I want to have I want to be as independent as possible because I want to be able to catch any of my girls' games, my boys' games. I want to be able to if my dad says, Hey, we're having dinner Wednesday night, you want to come by? My answer is always yes. It's never, oh, hold up. Let me see if my boss can cover for me. Let me see. So freedom of flexibility is a real thing. And I think we oh, use it's very it very real. We use it, but like it's 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 the number one thing. I think it's super important, you know? I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, I've also told I've explained to people when they say to me, like, well, if they're forced by the state, by the PRO Act or AB five or these type legislations, <laughs> then we'll get, you know, we'll get some answers and and we'll we'll at least have these floor payments. I'm like, most likely you're going to see some punishment stuff going on. Cause I've, I mean, we've all seen some articles, maybe I know I have, but I've like really deep dived into some (laughs) about, um, 
these franchise models and they're not a joke. You know, people like saying, okay, you want Uber to be under AB5 regulation? Well, Sacramento has 10 franchises. Mm-hmm. You now have to go in and apply with the franchise owner. They'll give you your shifts. You don't, yeah. you, you, there's no more acceptance because now you take every ride. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you don't get to do anything. You're, yeah. I mean, I don't understand how people think that this would still be a, you can park it at home, do some laundry, and when a, a, a run comes in, they could tell you, you need to be here at 6 a.m. and I want you to turn on there. It could be 20 yep. miles from your house. I mean, yeah. this becomes a different job. And then when we're talking about gas and all that stuff, that could all add up too because they're not going to pay you to get there. Yeah. You know, no. they're not going to pay yeah, those yeah. 20 miles. So all that kind of stuff when we're talking about miles and stuff, if you start looking at the franchise model and like, well, I'll get a floor payment. Yeah, but we've seen the floor payment play, payment not work and it works, but it becomes the ceiling too. Yeah. Or yeah, the ceiling's think, not far above it. When maybe yeah. the ceiling prehand for those of us who are veteran, let's yeah. say just just easy numbers. Let's say that like, you know, you people are complaining, they're making six bucks an hour or whatever, and they're whatever their problem is. And now they're gonna make the floor payment with expenses fifteen to seventeen. But maybe those a lot of us could go make thirty, forty, fifty bucks in an hour. That, yeah, we want to be that, able to control more of what we can make. And I think that would plus, still the way I see it though, that would still be the they'd still say, well, you can still earn as much as you want, but I guarantee you'd find those drivers would be like, man, I'm not get, ever getting over 25 anymore. Because you'd now be supplementing <coughs> the people who were making six. That's how they that's how they would deal with yeah. something like that. They'd move money yeah. over from one to the other. Well, and just plus, plus, if we we think about what what's happening in New York, right? Because I just, you know, I did a video today about it and I don't have a lot of knowledge, but I understand a little bit what's going on. And I'm looking to the community to tell me more, you know, Hey, are you in New York? Put in the comments, like what's your experience? What's your opinion? What do you think? Long-term goal, like long-term benefit, short-term benefit. So I think most of us think short-term, right? We're thinking, Oh, this is good right now, but what does it do for the future riders, the future drivers? What does it do to customers? Cause the companies are, all they're going to do is shift costs to the customer. So then if, 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 if the customer now has to pay more for their food and there's more delivery fees and there's less drivers, because I think we'll actually have less drivers, the more legislation we have, which would which could be less people hireable, less people able to make money. We're going to have it, it could be bad. Like if, it, if the customer is affected as well, there's less people ordering off the apps. There's less money for you and I, like less people to pick up at the bars. Like there's a trickle effect and there's a long term effect as well. And I think. There is a subset and a large uh, amount of people that want to have, want to be an employee. And there are some people that think they are employees. They get the DoorDash bag. They get the Uber bag. Ooh, I'm, I work for DoorDash. You don't work for DoorDash. You use their app. You're independent of them. You, you get to decide what you want to take. Acceptance rate doesn't matter. And the second we start becoming more like employees and that goal line's moved a little bit away from us, like the further we get from that goal line, like it's going to be harder to it's going to make it easier for the companies to, Hey, like you said earlier in the beginning, acceptance rate now might matter. You have to schedule now. You can't just dash. Now we're going to need you to schedule your week. Like that sounds like an employee to me. And that doesn't give me the freedom. It doesn't give me the flexibility, forget freedom. It doesn't give me the flexibility to do the things I want and to reach my goals. Cause then at that point I might have to do this another six months before I really want to do what I want to do. And that's not part of my plan. And what's good about the apps is you can if you do them the right way, you could have a plan, do it to pay off this debt, pay off this bill, take this trip, you know, give some money to your kid in college, whatever it is. Right. 
And the more we become like employees, even if we're not there, but the more we become like employees, it's going to be harder for a lot of us true hustlers using the apps the way I think they should be intended, in my opinion, to actually Mm -hmm. reach our goals. It'll be easier for the people that just want to make 15 bucks an hour. It'll be easier for them. And I think it's a win for them. If they show up, if they show up, if they show up, it's a job now. It's not. What kind of what kind of person are you getting that wants to make that? Not a good, not a good employee. Right. Not a, not a good I, yeah, that's what I think, too. I think that, you know, you talk about it. And even in California, they said 85 percent of question. That. I think it's more like a 90 and I'm not kidding, but that don't want to be employees. And it's more yeah. like 10 percent that does. But we know it's 15 percent by their standards. I'm not sure that's right. But um, that want to be employees. I think that it's odd because those 15 percent are the people that Uber would never want to be in place. Because they're the ones at home. They're the ones cherry picking and doing this and that and the other. And, and I mean, we might all do that, but that's part of the game now. You know, it's like if we, if you could just, you know, if you're thinking you can just cherry pick from home, <laughs> be an I mean, employee, it, yeah, that's not I the mean, way it's going to yeah. work, you know, at, at all. But um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot more to the employee model too, I know. But, um, you know, I know that the portable on-demand benefits that have been coming around and things like that, you know, <laughs> those have a ways to go. Like the moves financials, the, those people that, um, if you guys aren't familiar with moves, they do like, uh, um, they give you shit. Not, it's like a, they'll give you credit. And if you need to extend it, um, and they don't base it on your credit score. So they'll get mm. you with a bank. They're, they're, they're great people, but, um, it's move. I think it's movesfinancial.com. but, um, who are they the, working with or for? So they're working directly with all of the Instacart, DoorDash, Uber, everybody. Okay. And when you put <laughs> money in the bank through them or when you connect your accounts to the bank there and they're four gig workers, I see. you, okay, you get it. shares of the company, though, from moves. Really? Yeah. So you're saying this is a bank entity that, that if I had my DoorDash and Uber Eats earnings going into their bank that you get? Uh, benefits from that you get they would give yeah. you shares of doordash and uber eats interesting oh okay doordash and uber interesting huh of the platform so like, you, you don't get to choose it's of the platforms yeah. you want right now but what they're trying to do is get it to like a basket <laughs> so that you're more playing off the basket of them all so that it's mm. like you're getting shares of the basket which has instacart doordash uber Got everything's okay. in the basket yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're just yeah, yeah, that yeah. way the ones that tank here and there will be leveled out by the others I mean, it sounds like I guess it's without knowing a lot. Like it's a f- free money in some ways, right? But they they well, want they right want to get they want to get it, that it won't money be forever. That's why I'm telling people here because yeah. this isn't a plug. I don't. I'm just telling you the website. Even I'm not giving you a, a I'm not giving you any promo yeah. code or anything. But move, yeah, yeah. I think it's moves financial. But you can uh, I got a video <laughs> on them. You can check them out. And there are links in there. But because um, I had their CEO on, and I mean what he's doing is amazing. So right now, and it won't last that long. I think they're giving you some money too for hooking up an account. Or not. Interesting. And he even said, like, if you're feeling weird about it, just hook up one of the gig accounts you don't use as much. Just see how it works. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And yeah. you'll see that you're comfortable with it. But they have like APIs to hook it right into the bank for you. And then they also have like uh, money management tools in there that normally you'd be spending money for, like a Hurdler Premier account. You get mm-hmm. like that kind of, it's not Hurdler, but you get like that kind of service in there that is meant for the gig economy. So do they so, send you like a, a debit card? to yeah to yeah. access the whole the thing funds. Yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. yeah okay got it got it got it yeah it's like there- the uh it's like <coughs> it's, it's like 
chime for the, for today's day and age i was just gonna because chime was big into that a few yeah i actually had a chime i actually because chime gave you like 200 bucks when you when you would first sign up and if you get somebody to sign up you get 50 bucks from the, you know and me and uh my my ex-wife at the time both signed up for chime and i had like i think like 200 bucks going into you know like it was a small amount of money going in it from every paycheck into that account just because I wanted the extra 200 and then she got 50 and I, and then I don't even use it anymore. But I think there's a lot of, uh, bank entities like that. There's well, a, you know, yeah. This one's, this one specifically said that, you know, one of the things he told me I thought was really cool was like, if you get your bank account balanced down to, and it's down in 200, let's say, and your car yeah. breaks down, needs $1,500 of work. They'll float you the $1,500 at 0% for a year. That's crazy. So, that's because a huge benefit. The, but all but what they do is check that you're active and that you've been working, not just that you have an account plugged into the bank. Well, what happens if you stop working in three months and you've only paid off five hundred bucks and there's a thousand dollars you owe? I guess you they still come, have the rest of the year. You still get the rest of the year. And in then fact, after it that, might not. Probably... It, that's might be what it is. As long as you stay active on them, they, it stays at yeah. zero. But if you stop, it then becomes a year <laughs> that you have. Well, basically, they're, they're they're just loaning you that money at zero at zero percent, and you're going to work it off. As long as you off. stay working, yeah, you're going to work it off. But think about this. So that's a really cool benefit because a lot of people, most people, I think, without having statistics and analytics in front of me, that are doing DoorDash, Instacart. Hey, we're, you know, most of them are living week to week, paycheck to paycheck. So if you have a big expenditure like fifteen hundred dollars for a car repair for brakes and rotors and and your your engine goes out or whatever, but most people aren't going to be able to just say here, okay, here's fifteen hundred, I'll get you back on the road. So that's a big benefit, I think. Yeah, right. You're not having to call family members. You're not having to like figure right. something out, even if it's short term. Like, dude, I'm hit. I need some money. I got to get my car back on the road, or I can't earn. Like yeah. these guys will get you towed. They'll get you fixed up. They'll hook you up yeah. at zero percent, and it's. And then also yeah. they're giving you shares of the company for every deposit you put in there by those companies. So it's, it's a very interesting thing. I think all gig workers should look into it because I'm, I'm at this point where I like, like, like you, I like Hannibal. I like a lot of the things he does. I like that. He's like, yeah. he started, I told him, I love that. He's starting to like show us other ways to earn. Yeah. So I really, yeah. I, I dig that, you know, like these surveys, if you take survey, go take it for a hundred, 150 bucks, go do it. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's, that's a lot of people put in here that they made 150, 200 bucks in a day. Well, that's one survey. <coughs> That's a day's work. I mean, well, I or, think, and I've, I've actually signed up for that months ago. I saw another video and I saw Hannibal's that he did, I guess it was a few weeks or whatever. And, um, I've signed up and I get the email saying, would you like to do this? You know, and I haven't really done it yet, but it is interesting because you could think about it. You might do a survey at uh, midnight, a night that you're up and you're usually just watching TV. Right. And you, you're sitting there and you do a survey, it takes you an hour, hour and a half, and you're making money while you're not really doing a whole lot. Right. Or if you're not, if you don't, if you're in a gig economy and you don't work on Mondays because it's slow in your market, somebody might interview you. You do a survey on your day off, and you're sitting down drinking coffee. That's a good way to make some extra side income. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I saw uh, this. Uh, it's probably uh, somebody from you. This uh, Sinbad six nine three. Oh, that um, is uh, Sinbad. That's Lucinda. She is a uh, fantastic woman. She's actually in my market. She's a hustler. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, if anybody like Mort or uh, Bud Soda or Marissa, <laughs> if any of you guys could find that Moves Financial video that I have, or uh, I, I think I even saw Truth in here, and just post think, it into the into the comment. I um, think I could I could do that right now. Actually, hold on, let me see if I or one, if one of them can too. But I think that um, where's that? You said Buckle Moore. 
e-commerce event. Yeah, Buckles, Buckles insurance for all of us, by the way. And if you have a low credit score, Buckle can take your insurance in half and have you covered for gig work. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, here's the moves one right here. I can share. Let me, yeah. I'm going to put it, I'm going to, oh, Middleton did it. He got it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's, you guys should check, you guys should check that. Well, that's, yeah. But I also, if, if not, if somebody can post that video too, that I did, cause it's, that's a good video to watch where, you know, I'm with the CEO and we actually cover probably everything you'd ask in an hour. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, know, I think it's it, cool. I think it's cool. What I like about one of the things I like about the community that we have or the gig tubers, whatever you want to call us, content creators, people that are giving out knowledge and giving out ideas is people, viewers and people can watch them. Real people watch these videos every day, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's somebody who watched only a hundred people watch this video and then you got a thousand over here or 10,000 mm-hmm. on this video. At the end of the day, those are real people that are getting information to make a good, knowledgeable uh, decision for them in their market. So, right. you know, Hannibal makes a video about Rover. UDM makes one about launder, the laundry service, right? You make one about moves or buckles. People watch these things and somebody will make and, and it will fit their plans for their life or their family or themselves. And I think that's what's cool about what we do is that we we give out information and then people can make a decision on if, if it works for them or not. And I think that that's the, one of the best things that we do on these videos. Yeah. I mean, you know, I tried to I tried to be a little bit different from my podcast voice over here. You and I are doing this on a Monday because yeah, I'm actually yeah. going to try and plug you into the podcast tomorrow. Normally, I would have this edited time <laughs> set up, but now I'm going to have to do it after this. So, yeah, but yeah, it won't yeah. it won't take forever. But you know, I just you know, um, I there's I don't do it every time, but I like to expose <laughs> some of the YouTubers um, yeah. onto my audio podcast because a lot of that crowd doesn't know you guys at all. Just sure. like a lot of people on here don't know me, they just. I- yeah, you know, yeah. it's like that. It's yeah. It's, well, we, we, I think we tend to, you know, we're, we're, we're humans in a way we gravitate towards things that we know. Right. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Right. And I'm sure I'm missing out on a lot of things. But there are people that listen to podcasts that don't watch YouTube at all. Right. But they listen to podcasts for gig economy news, topics, tips, tricks, whatever it is. Right. So I think it's good that we can flow between the worlds and and and, and see and give people other options and ideas. So, yeah, yeah. Um. I absolutely do too. And I think that, you know, I mean, that's why like even the people, you know, it's weird. I, you know, I'll do a video with Harry and some people diehards show up in there and whatnot, but it's, they'll, they'll never be my highest count videos. It's weird. You know, here he is yeah. with all these subscribers and I know Harry very well. I know you do too. And like, well, a I, I'm these, a contributor a of, on his channel. I do. I know. I know. Once a right. week. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we so, definitely have a growing relationship. Yeah. You know? And I've written I, articles you know. for him and stuff and I've told people this, but I don't think people understand that like, it's not really a reason to hate Harry. He's not a rideshare driver. He's a businessman. Yeah. And there's a big difference, guys. Like, you know, and if you're thinking, yeah, I know, that's why I don't like him. <laughs> that's not a reason. You know, Harry employs people. Do you know he like... He does I mean, people. I mean, you know, it's like... Yes. It's just like everybody else. Like you were saying, like Middleton, like Gary Middleton here, like he creates apps for us all, you know, that help us like fine tune filters to what we are willing to take and whatnot, like the DUH and Maximo and flex mm. alert and all that stuff. So, mm. yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, those I, think are great. I think it's, I think it's funny that like there, there tends to be this divide of like, I'm an average Joe and right. And then I'm going to go against people that wear a suit and have a business mind and want to make money. I never understood that. Right. There's something wrong with improving things, employing people, uh, Harry employs actual gig workers to make yep. videos for him and he pays them. He has he people has, that he do, has some you know, people on a I mean, payroll guys. I yes. Mean, 
I'm on, I am one of them. No, no, but, uh, no. I mean, but like, he's you know, got a couple like, W two people. Oh, does he really? Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the editor of his podcast, the editor of the yeah. of the website. Those have yeah. those are paid positions. Those aren't gig positions. Those yeah. are paid W so, two. Isn't that an awesome thing? Like that's that's yeah. Be to me, that's, that should I mean, be commended. I mean, that should be commended. You know, I mean, you know, he put out a bunch of videos when nobody did. He seized an opportunity, and. Yeah. And then he kept building it, though. It's not like he abandoned it and just is like, it's not like he's getting royalties from doing a like some hit TV show and he can live off them the rest of his years. He's got to keep yeah. this up now. He has employees. He has gig workers yeah, like you. Yeah. People he's like having to take care of every week. Yeah. Well, I you think, know? you know, as, as, as content creators, right, I got into this because I wanted to get a thousand subs because I thought as a thousand subs, I can help a hundred people. I knew nothing about monetization. I thought... Cause I wasn't, you know, I was never in YouTube before. I thought, Oh, you got to have a million subs to make money on YouTube. That is not true. Like you can make a living on YouTube. Like you could do that. Right. And I think that things can shift and change. You can become a, uh, a guy that's working 50 hours a week doing grinding. You're making, you know, 1200 bucks a week. You're supporting your family. There's value in that. Right. It's all personal decisions and choices. But at the end of the day, if you're somebody that is doing that, and then you have a YouTube channel and you're making money off YouTube. Isn't this, isn't that a good thing? Like and you're employing yeah. people, you're growing, you're evolving. You're maybe that was a goal of yours. Like, and it's okay to shift and change. And like, we all do that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that it's, um, I think that should be commended and rewarded. I don't think it should be like, look bad upon, Oh, you're monetized. You're making money. Like I am making money. Harry is making money. Like, that's right. a, I mean, I think, I think if the roles were reversed, and they were making money. I think they think differently. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's Pedro Santiago, the uh, DoorDash YouTube uh, creator, and uh, quite a following, quite a story. And if you guys want to uh, hear some more, because we actually got into taxes, um, uh, deductions, um, more transparency stuff, and some some really bigger issues. Uh, and the thing we, we ran about another hour and 15 minutes. So what I decided to do instead of having one, uh, you know, a two hour and 15 minute podcast, two hour, 30 minute podcast, cause I'm trying to get this back tailored down is instead of editing it up or doing anything like that, I'm going to put the entire podcast up on Patreon on our new Patreon page for rideshare rodeo. And you guys, and I'm going to put a link right at the top, right, uh, right after the, sh in the show notes for this, go down and right after the, uh, numbered bullet points, um, there will be a, to be continued or concluded some kind of mention of that. And, uh, yeah, you will just go to, uh, that link and, uh, you will be able to listen to the whole, uh, interview in its entirety. If you already listened to this portion, okay, and you run across it, I was going to upload two different versions, one that started right here and one that was full. But what I'm going to do is put it the full version. So you'll want to you'll want to hit play and then probably scrub ahead to ex right about exactly an hour. And you'll be just about a minute behind um, it moving from where we cut to where it will go into the rest of the piece. And I say I say to you guys, I'm putting it all up there for free. This one is not a Patreon page membership required. It's going to be public. And uh, I hope you go and listen to the rest because we really have uh, the rest of the conversation is great. So 
That said, um, I think we all know what next week is. Uh, next week is the big AB5 repeal, repeal AB5 roundtable. And my all-star lineup includes, well, I think you all know, it's got Gail Gordon, Kim Cavan, um, Karen Anderson, and Lisa Rothstein. And that's, I've had all of them on individually on the podcast before, and they are amazing at understanding this stuff. And it's interesting to talk it through with them. So I'm very excited about that. That will be the podcast next week. And until then, uh, go out there and spin some good into this crazy world. And uh, we'll see you back here next week on Rodeo.